now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector from InspectDeck. This is a home-related show, so, of course, if you need advice in the areas of mortgages, insurance, and building inspection for either purchasing or selling a home, you can always touch base with any of these three. Denise, Laurie, and Carrie are great people to chat with. If you need to find them, you can find them on the CFAX 1070 website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe, and their contact information is all there. Or you can always reach me uh, anytime. Happy to chat with you. My background as your host for the next hour is uh, I am a licensed realtor here, here in Greater Victoria. I've been practicing real estate since 1991, so it's 27 years uh, and then some. Uh, I am a born and raised Victorian. I know this town really well, and I love Victoria, as so many people do as they come here. Uh, I'd be happy to chat with you as well if you have any questions about real estate. A client of mine is currently facing no longer having her driver's license due to age. She's concerned about getting things like groceries, going to church, and other daily tasks. She's basically losing her independence. I work with a lot of seniors for their real estate needs, so these are stories that I hear often. Today, to discuss independence and mobility are Ann Duggan, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors, and Steve Wallace from Wallace Driving School. We'll be having a great conversation. Let's start our show with our usual usual weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, give us a call. Our hotline is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or you can find us again online on the cfax1070.com website. Uh, here's our call from this week. My husband and myself are thinking of selling our house not this year, but in the next in the next two, maybe three years. And there's a number of things that we're thinking about doing, and I'm just not sure what we should be doing or not doing, what we might um, receive back in terms of this, the sale price. Will we get the value out of it or not? Um, one of them is replacing our, our basement flooring. And I've thought about maybe having a real estate agent come in to see what they think. Um, I, I I'm just not sure how to proceed. Uh, with, you know, do I get advice on what they would suggest that we do to our, our home inside and outside or our yard or uh, or not? Thank you. Thank you for your call. That's a great question. So, uh, uh, first of all, it is a good idea for you to have a real estate specialist, someone like myself, someone who can give you a uh, sort of independent set of eyes around your home to help you determine whether or not these things are important. You know, one of the things that I do find is that homeowners tend to be tend to be a lot more sensitive about uh, little deficiencies around their home than any other person might be. Uh, you know, as as an example, I had a client a little while ago who was really fussed about the trim work around uh, a doorway in her kitchen. Uh, and the reality is, it is something that no one would ever notice. And in fact, uh, even uh, if someone bought the house and lived there for a while, I would have to say it would not be a nuisance at all, even though she was thinking about spending a lot of money correcting it. That is one thing that is not necessary. Uh, a question you brought up is whether or not you should replace the basement flooring. And uh, that, of course, depends on what's there right now. 
Uh, is it an older home? Uh, is it the classic uh, 1950s, 1960s uh, shag? Uh, which, by the way, in many ways is coming back nowadays. But uh, you, you see uh, green or brown shag. Does it make sense to replace it? Uh, people uh, around the summertime start thinking about landscaping and whether or not they should spend uh, money on landscaping. So uh, there's a few things that I want to bring up to you here. First of all uh, is timing. So you did mention that you're thinking of selling maybe in a year or two. Well, listen, if there are things around your house that have been bothering you and you're not thinking of moving for a year or two, I'd say do it. Do it for yourselves. You know, up, upgrade the house so that you can enjoy it for the last year or two that you're going to be there, especially if you're talking something about landscaping or some other amenity in the home. Uh, you just must realize that you're doing it for yourself. You're not necessarily adding value to the home depending on, on what that particular thing is. Um, the next thing, too, is we need to look at the value because I often tell people if you are preparing your house for sale, and you're going to be uh, investing in either fixing things up or, uh, or updating somewhat, we need to make sure that every dollar counts. So more specifically, if you're spending a dollar, are you going to get a dollar fifty or two dollars back? And we, uh, real estate professionals, by the way, we can determine that because we know which areas go further as far as value is concerned. So uh, again, if you're spending a dollar, are you going to make a dollar fifty? Because listen, if you're if you're spending a dollar and only earning a dollar back, the net the net uh, increase is zero. It makes no sense. There's no point in you doing it because, first of all, you're having the initial cash outlay. But secondarily, uh, it's it's timing because it's going to take you time, effort, and energy to get that work done. So uh, on a dollar-for-dollar dollar basis, don't do it. Um, if you're wondering about what good uh, multipliers are, paint is always a good one. Paint, uh, from a cost perspective, is very minimal uh, compared to what you can uh, achieve on the sale price of a home. Sometimes it's a matter of just freshening things up. Uh, you know, if it's uh, if there are walls in your house that maybe uh, have been bothering you for some time with fingerprints or dirt or grit or grime or something, now is the time to do it because it would make uh, it would make a real real difference. So. Again, just be careful about that. Now, going the other way, there are some things where you can spend a dollar and only earn 50 cents back or 75 cents back. And that doesn't make any sense at all. So, um, yeah, get, give us a call or give a real estate professional a call because we can look at things and uh, compare it to what we've seen in houses in the surrounding area in the same marketplace and help you determine what you need to do to make your house more competitive with perhaps those other homes uh, or, um, you know, sometimes there are things that you can do that uh, really end up being the selling feature that the one thing that draws people into a home. I, I have to tell you, th there's a uh, sale that we just did recently and it was a house in the West Shore area, the Western communities. Uh, my seller was talking to me about painting the front bedroom, which was a very bright green. It was green because of the fact that uh, their son, who is, I'm going to say he's about four, um, wanted that color. And, you know, from a staging perspective, you read all the staging books. We know, generally speaking, that it's best to have neutral colors uh, in a home. And I suggested him, I suggested to the seller that as long as we were priced correctly, it may not be that much of an issue. And lo and behold, this weekend we received an offer uh, from a military couple moving into town and the letter that the agent uh, attached to the offer highlighted the fact that they, the son of the military couple loved 
the green room. So as it turns out, what our seller thought was going to be a detriment uh, on their home ended up being ultimately the thing that sold that house. So sometimes you never know. And it's great just to have experiences from a seasoned realtor to be able to talk with you about that. Um, but thank you for your question. It is a great question. Uh, your real estate professional or someone like us can can definitely help you. For the rest of our listeners, if you have a question that you'd like us to uh, bring up here on The Whole Home Show on CFAX 1070, please give us a call. It's 414-6540. That's area code 250-414-6540. Uh, or again, go on to the CFAX 1070 com website. You'll find us there under shows. By the way, if you're a podcast listener, be sure to download our show on iTunes or Google Play. And uh, finally, we've had so many great guests here. I'm always looking for more. If you have a business or product that is home or real estate related and would like to be, or perhaps you do have a business, uh, we'd love to have you as a guest. Just let me know. I'd be happy to chat. So today we're talking about dependence or independence around your home. We have a couple of great guests. Uh, We'll be back after a short break. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Uh, In in our studio right now, our guest is Ann Duggan. Ann is from Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and has been a guest here on our show uh, a couple of times already, right, Yes, Anne? indeed. Yeah, yes. thanks for coming back, Anne. It's a real pleasure, Tony. Thank you very much. So the topic today, is, as I mentioned on the opening of the show, is uh, it, it, it came to me because a client of mine right now who is, uh, she's 82, if, if I'm doing my math right, uh, she's at the point right now where um, she's faced with, with not having her car. And I've had conversations with her because her, her car really is what I can see anyways, something that really gives her independence. She goes to church every day, of course, going and getting groceries, visiting friends. Uh, She's 82. She's great on her cell phone. So actually, I talked to her the other day, and she said she was at Willow's Beach uh, by herself, just enjoying the outside. And she doesn't live by Willow's Beach, but that, again, is the car and independence. This is something that you bump into often, Anne. So what, what do you find? Well, I find that of all the twists and turns that aging brings, um, the loss of a license, either by choice or by necessity, uh, is probably the greatest impact on the comfort of older people. It represents a loss of independence, a loss of dignity, a loss of spontaneity. They can't just jump in the car and go somewhere. Um, And it has a huge impact on people's... um, emotional life. It also impacts their family um, Mm -hmm. because the older person doesn't want to be a burden and say, please come and take me here and there. Um, And the alternatives, uh, once one has uh, given up a license, the alternatives in transportation, although we have a good transit system here in Victoria, alternatives are very limited. And sometimes this results in things like people having to move from their rural residence into the city or within the city into a more uh, dense urban area in order to be able to access the services they need. So really everyone is affected. And many people 
and I think there are about 30,000 people over 90 driving or being licensed mm-hmm. presently on Vancouver Island. So there are a number of people uh, that this has the capability of, of impacting. Many of them give up their license voluntarily because they don't want to cause an accident and they don't want to hurt anyone else. And some people have real difficulty in letting it go. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at that from um, various points of view. uh, Well, and right there, I mean, (laughs) I have another example of a a client who uh, his son basically didn't, well, that's the best way to put this. Um, didn't take away his car. He should not have been driving because every time he took out his brand new Ford Escape, like a little Ford SUV, he got in an accident or some sort of scuff or whatever. Uh, And uh, what he ended up doing was moving him down to Somerset House, which is a Mm -hmm. retirement uh, community where he didn't need his car, but that was part of the, that was part of it because it was dangerous, right? It is dangerous, and there's so many things that uh, can cause that danger. It can be cognitive changes in the elderly. It can be sensory changes or Reaction physical. time, right. And so a lot of things that happen um, affect reaction time. Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes it's medication that people have been put on, which uh, affects their central nervous system and makes them a little too relaxed, um, slows them down a bit too much. Uh, s- there are actual limitations from uh, such things as physical uh, mobility, arthritis, so turning uh, turning the head and shoulders is, is harder diabetes and epilepsy, those kind of disorders that can make uh, rapid changes in a person's um, uh, reaction time. These are all uh, things that are enhanced as one ages. Mm -hmm. So people at 40 could cope better than people at 80 and 90. And that's what we have to be realistic about. And and older people have to take some responsibility about self-assessment and and what they can do. And they need to uh, see their doctor and have their hearing and and vision tested. Those things can sneak up on us. One of the things that is hard for people to realize is the actual pupils in our eyes um, become smaller as we age and so the field of vision becomes limited mm. and um, so as you're doing a shoulder turn to look at uh, traffic beside you um, it it's harder to see so there's those kind of little things that are just happening all the time and uh, hearing certainly uh, is diminished so there's just it's a combination of uh, individual responsibility, family responsibility. The family doctor takes a heavy load for this because they have a responsibility to report um, to the uh, 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 superintendent of insurance if if they notice a uh, uh, problems with with a client. Yeah. So. Of all of the things that happen, driving and owning a car and managing that is is probably the greatest impact for people. Mm -hmm. And we have a a responsibility that um, in the community uh, to make sure these people do not become isolated because it's very easy. They can't get about. 
um, it's a major life change. It's a huge life change. And I was just looking the other day, I was out at the university on a weekend listening to some music. And I was actually thinking because I saw people walking quite a long way in from a bus stop. And I thought, all the days that you want to go to do something when you're old, it's often on a weekend when there's something on and the buses are at a quarter of their normal capacity, I'm sure. So it's like an all-day trek to get to something that you would normally just drive to. And so those kinds of things are what people are reacting to. And uh, so we need the community to be aware of that and to, 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 to strive for uh, alternative uh, driving op or transportation opportunities for the elderly. Yeah. There are such things as handy dart and taxi service and so on, mm -hmm. but they take a lot of organization and a lot of waiting about for those things to happen. They can. So, uh, well, we're, yes. we're, here, we're here in the studio right now with Ann Duggan with the, uh, from Advice and Advocacy for Seniors. Uh, yeah, handy dart's a great service. Uh, it's there. One of the things that I have heard from some other clients is it's not exactly rapid. No, it's you not. You know, I had a client uh, who lived in Cordova Bay that, uh, right. again, it was church-related. He, <laughs> he wanted to go. To, every time he wanted to go to church, it was an hour and a half that's each right. way. Right. And uh, by the way, that's not a dig on Handy Dart. I, I think the services that we have locally are great. It's just that his independent is not his independence is not the same. That's right? right. Because it has to be set up that way. There's so many people to pick up and deliver. And so for people using Handy Dart to get to a doctor's appointment, yeah. it's a long wait. Then it's a long wait there. And then it's a long wait to get home. Yeah. So what could this involves be, a lot of planning. It's a lot of time. People yeah. become tired. They become hungry. I mean, it's just it has an impact. And as I say, of all of the things that one faces, um, suddenly being, and especially being forced to give up the license, is probably one of the hardest things to So uh, a, a few episodes ago, we had uh, Nathan from Canada Scooters uh, yes. in here, mm -hmm. uh, and we were talking about mobility yes. aids. Uh, so th this client of mine, again, she's, um, she's thinking of giving up her car, mm -hmm. and she was talking about getting to a, a scooter. But, you know, I got to say, it, it, it almost, it sounded like, there was there's um what's the best way to put this is is there a perception about having a scooter that maybe a senior would struggle with well some people have a lot of pride you know and they don't really don't really want to be seen uh, having to have a, a scooter to get about my concern about scooters is is um their ability to get about on, on sidewalks with ruts and changes in them and and not proper letdowns on some of the streets and where are we supposed to be driving them anyway and 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 old people are like everybody else some of them are really good drivers and some of them are really hazardous <laughs> out there well, whether and it's a scooter or a car, <laughs> a scooter right? or a car. Okay, yeah. and uh, scooters can be a real problem but certainly they're an alternative that people look to but they're, you know, uh, they cost money, yep. and uh, one has to have one's wits about them, and they're pretty exposed to the weather. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, too, because uh, sh uh, she lives in a condo, mm -hmm. so one of the things I was doing with her was uh, looking at her suite and sort of assessing mm -hmm. where she would park it That's right. and uh, where the plug-in plug is in and a number of other things right. which are yeah. important. But she's yeah. got a great little kind of nook yeah. at the end of her hallway, yeah. which I think will, will work out just fine. Yeah. That's being done in a lot of the new buildings now because, yes, scooters are certainly becoming a more popular alternative. Yeah, and if people need to reach you, how can they do that? Yes, um, very easily. My company is Advice and Advocacy for Seniors, and my 
telephone number is 778-265-9715. My uh, email is ann at advisingseniors.ca. And in addition to offering consultation uh, for seniors and their families who are facing some of these questions about aging, I'm also offering a, a contract for general oversight on folks who are either at home or in care and their families aren't necessarily uh, local or, or able to be with them as much. And so we're now able to sort of step in and keep a keep an eye on all the little details. And you do a wonderful job, and we've worked with some clients together. So thank you, but don't go anywhere because uh, you'll be joining our conversation in a moment. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Steve Wallace. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, our, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster. She's a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group. Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectech. We've been talking today so far about independence and seniors relating to having their cars and driver's licenses. Uh, I was chatting with Ann Duggan, who is an advocate, advice and advocacy for seniors, just now. And right now in the studio, we have with us someone who's been uh, on this show many times before. He's no stranger. Uh, he is Steve Wallace from uh, Steve Wallace Driving School. Steve, thanks for coming. Hey, it's good to be here. Yes. Um, so the topic, you hear about this all the time. You and I have had conversations in the past about the difficulty that seniors have about uh, renewing their licenses and things like that. So let's let's talk about let's talk about this. Well, the, the license, driver's licenses is independence, if you wanted to sum it up in one word. That's what the license is. That's what it is. Yes. And so, and it's a privilege. And so uh, people who are in a situation where they may be losing their license or they're nervous about a test um, have certain considerations about where they live and the kinds of things that are going on in the marketplace, and you know it better than I do, um, the home prices have, have really skyrocketed in those areas where you wouldn't need a car. Mm-hmm. So if you're living in Fairfield or you're living in... Uh, Oak Bay or Janes Bay or even in an area um, like Cook Street Village. Those are areas where people live who don't have a car because they can walk pretty well anywhere they want. And consequently, they're expensive areas. Yes, they are. They're very expensive areas because in situations where people have lost their driver's license, and suppose they live where Claremont is, Mm -hmm. Claremont School. Well, you don't walk to get groceries from there. Yeah, you're talking Cordova yeah. Bay. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You, you've got a problem. If you live in, in the core of Cordova Bay, you may have the grocery store available and you may have certain other things, but you can't get to a doctor's appointment or you can't get to other areas. So you can't get to church. You can't get to the hospital. You can't get to certain places mm-hmm. that you may need to go if you don't have a driver's license. And what we're reminding people of is to prepare. So if you are in a situation where you get a letter that says, oh, um, go to your doctor. Well, don't go to the doctor unprepared. Okay, so first of all, you're getting the letter from ICBC, right? No, you'll get the letter from the superintendent of motor vehicles. ICBC is the agent of testing. The superintendent of motor vehicles will send the letter out to most everyone. And by by all means, if you don't get a letter, don't phone and ask for one. (laughs) Okay. So if you, you you know, you get the letter and it says, you know, go to your doctor. Well, don't go to your doctor unprepared. Make sure you have your driver abstract, which is your driving record for the last five years. Make sure you have your insurance document, which will show your 
Safe insurance driving. discount. 80% of the people in the province of BC have an insurance discount. Okay. Show that to your doctor. Once the doctor sees a clean abstract or uh, sees the insurance discount, you may get a letter from a driving professional attesting to your good driving. The likelihood is you will escape the necessity for a road test. Yeah. But, so stepping back a step, the superintendent sends the letter to whom? Is it an age-related thing or something? Yes, or? everyone at 80 is likely going to get a letter. Okay. You may get a letter earlier than that if you have any cognitive or physical disabilities. Okay. That may happen. Yeah. And usually, if that happens, it's because of a complaint, whether police, uh, family, or a member of the public, neighbor, or otherwise. If you're getting a letter prior to 80, something is up. Mm -hmm. Someone has complained, or there's something going on cognitively, or in fact, physically. Yeah. But otherwise, when you hit 80, you pretty well know that that letter is coming. And you point. may even get a letter saying you're going to get a letter. Okay. That's what's happening now. The superintendent's sending in a letter three months early or four months early saying, hey, you'll be getting a letter shortly. Please uh, take uh, action of, uh, of, of appropriate nature okay. and so on. So you're saying be prepared, have your driver's ad abstract, your insurance, uh, go to the doctor. What happens yes. at the doctor's office? Well, first of all, if you get a locum, that's a substitute doctor, don't go. My advice is do not go. Turn around, walk out. So only your... Go to GP. the doctor that knows your file. Okay. There, we've had very bad experiences with locums. Not all, but there are some who are more interested in protecting their own liability than they are as far as the patients are concerned. They don't want to take the risk. Two okay. weeks later, they won't be there. Or they're there for a month because the doctor's on holidays or whatever. Yeah. And doctors, high stress, they need holidays. So don't, don't ever, I won't ever criticize them for that. So yeah. go to the doctor with those items and be prepared. And our, our deal is beware, prepare, mm -hmm. and don't despair. Okay. And you can phone for advice at any time as far as this process is concerned. All right, we're here with Steve Wallace from Steve Wallace Driving School talking about the letter that comes when you turn 80 or, or thereabouts. Uh, you also mentioned a moment ago about um, uh, maybe having a, a testimonial or a reference from, from somebody. Can, can somebody do that with a driving school? Or yes, uh, driving schools, we write letters on a regular basis for any of the people that require them. And okay. they, they go directly to... Uh, the client, and then the client can show that to the ICBC. So then, so this is a service you provide. Like it's a service we provide okay. to seniors, and we 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 will do it um, when we know that we have uh, seen the person drive, and we have a comfort zone doing it. Mm -hmm. And about seven out of every eight seniors will probably we see will probably retain their license. Okay. But the fact is that there's a lot of times when the people shouldn't be driving, and there are people who've actually showed up for a driving lesson tapping a white cane if you can believe that. Okay. Um, you may have family uh, problems where the, the son who lives in Calgary says, oh, my dad has to keep his license because he can't come live with me and my daughter, uh, my, his, his daughter lives in Los Angeles and his other son lives in Ottawa and he's in Victoria and so he has to keep it. But, Big, uh, but there's no hope. And there's other people that say, you know, we got to take dad's license away and, uh, because the eldest son wants the Cadillac and for no good reason. And, and dad's a great driver. Oh my. So, so there are times when it cuts both ways, yeah. but the key thing uh, that we want to let people know is that if for some reason you lose your license, it's likely, unless you live in some of those areas we just mentioned, that you're moving because you will not survive unless you're independently wealthy. You can have a driver and a chauffeur at your beck and call. Yeah. It's going to be a life-changing event, 
and people in their senior years do not well, uh, they do not react well to moving. Yeah, and again, thanks for bringing that up, Steve, because of course the, our listeners are listening to a home show. It's a it's a real estate show, so someone who's just tuning in might be thinking, why are we talking about seniors and driver's licenses? It is relevant because of what we're talking about, which is the reason why the areas like Cook Street Village, Fairfield, South Oak Bay, uh, James Bay are expensive areas is because of the fact that they're convenient. And, you know, Anne earlier talked about if somebody is in a rural area, it will necessitate the move into a, uh, a more central and convenient area. And that's, it's sticker shock, right? And when you, when you lose your license, you lose a degree of independence. You lose a, a degree of social contact. You lose all sorts of things. And when Anne mentioned that, the social contact is so important. Mm. When people get isolated, they degenerate in a very quickly more quickly than you can ever imagine. Yeah. Um, I know a, a lady who would go and play bridge with her friends on Tuesdays and Thursdays. and Drive her car. Drive her car back and forth. It was about five, six Ks. Yeah. She lost her license, and it's the saddest story, and it really struck me. It happened several years ago. She wrote a letter to me thanking me for trying to help her keep her license, and she died in a chair, in her easy chair, in her living room, I didn't know about it. The son phoned me and said, Steve, there's a check here. My mom wrote a check out to you for the lessons that she'd done. And, and she, she died. And, and I, to this day, think she died of, died of a broken heart oh, wow. because she couldn't go to the bridge sessions and, and uh, actually uh, be with friends. So yeah. it's a lot more psychologically uh, bound uh, than, than physical. And if you like the place where you live, retain your license. Mm -hmm. If you like the home you're in, Retain your license. Do whatever you can to do that. And if you don't do it and things go wrong, then look at areas where you can walk mm -hmm. to all these other areas that you need to go to, whether it's pick up groceries from the grocery store. Doctor. Or go to a movie, see the dentist, yeah. those kinds of go things. Go to church. And that is why real estate values in those areas where people coagulate yeah. have lost their license have gone up so significantly. Yeah. I mean, Fairfield is a classic example. You live in Fairfield. Yes. I live I, in Cook Street Village. Yeah. It's, it's a really an opposite kind of thing. And, the guy and, and does too. In fact, Anne lives down the street from you. Yeah. I just I just remember that. I own, the, I own the driving school and I walk whenever I want to go <laughs> to certain true. places. You know, I'll go around the store, I get coffee or go to yeah. go to Max Milk and, and pick up a quart of milk because you forgot to get it at you know, 10 o'clock at night <laughs> or something. Well, and that's the reason why people choose areas of that. Steve, if people need to reach you, of course, your signs are everywhere. But uh, what's the best number or a way to reach you? Well, the phone number is uh, a calculating phone number 250 38 drive 38, 38 drive. drive with Excellent. a 250 so it's 250 okay. and wallace will get you to us at any time great steve thanks for coming uh, we're going to take a break when we come back we'll be having a conversation both with you and with ann duggan on the topic about seniors and independence and their driver's licenses back in just a moment this is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We've been talking today about seniors and their independence or, la or loss of independence with their driver's licenses. And of course, this is a home show, a real estate show. Why are we talking about this? Well, Steve Wallace, uh, the driving instructor, just a moment ago brought up the fact that there's a reason why certain uh, areas in Victoria are very pricey. We're talking Cook Street Village, James Bay, South Oak Bay. Uh, many of these areas are expensive. People, when they're coming from out of, out of town, often 
ask us, why are the areas so much more expensive than uh, other places? And, you know, Steve, Steve and Anne, who we'll be talking in just a moment here, brought up great points, and that is it's because when a senior loses their license, they require being close to all the amenities. That's where they go. And uh, it's where, Steve, actually, Steve used the word coagulate. Uh, people coagulate uh, to those areas, and that's the real estate side, I think. So in our studio, again, we have uh, Steve Wallace from Steve Wallace Driving School and Ann Duggan for, from Advice and Advocacy for Seniors. And you were listening to that story that Steve was talking about, about that lady who, who he feels died of a broken heart. This is probably not a, um, uh, this is a story that you're probably familiar with. You've heard many I'm, times, right? I'm familiar with a number of stories that losing a license has had such a major impact for people. And uh, quite often, before losing the license, there are some really sad stories about um, aging drivers who get lost, um, and the family is put into such a tragedy and concern about that. Um, there are accidents, and one of the sad other things about older people who have car crashes, um, the rate of death for a driver in a fatal accident is much, much higher in seniors than people much younger because the senior is more likely to have complications arising. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's just so many things. And the major thing is, as Steve has talked about, it's the emotional impact and the psychological impact of having independence taken away because losses to seniors are much more frequent than gains in every aspect of their life. So they've lost their house, they've lost their dog, they've often lost their spouse, and they've lost, and it just goes on and on. And losing one's license is just the final blow to a lot of people. And unless there's a strong family support or friend support, um, there is a real tendency for isolation. And that is so damaging. We know, I mean, we don't have to keep proving it to communities that there are people who are isolated. And when we know what's causing some of that, I think uh, the community centers and so many of the places are looking at those responsibilities what can be done yeah. and what can be offered as alternatives. For sure. Well, now, Steve, I mean, you, you brought up a moment ago, there, there are cases where people should not have a driver's license. Yeah, in most cases, they should. So, as I said, we, we the vast majority of people we deal with will retain their license. They just haven't looked over their shoulder in like 40 years or they haven't come to a complete stop or they've, you know, go through a school zone at 38 instead of 30 okay. or lower, and that will get you an automatic fail on a road test. But... Um, the, the vast majority will keep their license. They simply need to upgrade and they will stay in their home or they will stay in their condo or they will stay amongst the neighbors and the network that they have. Mm -hmm. uh, we get a lot of customers from Arbutus Ridge, which is out of town, mm -hmm. yeah. obviously. Uh, and we get a lot of customers from the senior areas, uh, but they still have to get in their car and go for groceries. Yes, of so the, But the ones that should not be driving, generally it is a, it's a situation where there's Alzheimer's involved or there could be Parkinson's. And Parkinson drivers drive well, but they have to be tested every year. Mm -hmm. It's generally those kinds of cognitive things that will happen, and doctors will identify that uh, within the appointment uh, if there is a problem. But we have driven with many people who have debilitating conditions who still retain their license. They're very good drivers. But we have, as you say, driven with a number of people, and we have to say, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's time to pack it in. And... and the families appreciate that. 
and even the seniors appreciate it. They won't take it from the son or daughter who they think wants their yeah. Cadillac. Yeah. They won't take it from someone else who believes that maybe they shouldn't be living in their home. But they will take it from a professional once you have the real drive take place. Yeah. And you can point out, you know, you didn't see that kid on the corner and you backed in and had I not had you to stop, you would have hit the lady with the shopping cart, that kind of thing. And once they come to the rationalization, you know what? I'm never going to be able to sleep again. I'm never going to be able to, to function if I ever hit a kid. Yeah. And that usually precipitates the, the final decision. But as I say, it's maybe one in seven, one in eight. Most people, little upgrade, and they're good to go. Uh, we talked many years ago about uh, the, the, there was this very difficult relicensing process that was in oh. place. Is that, is that gone now? It is gone. You get to drive your own car in your own town. The drive-able process has ended, but the okay. new test has got two components you have to be very careful with. Number one, they will, for cognitive testing, say, make a right turn and then two successive lefts. And you have to remember to do that. Mm -hmm. And then you will come to a cul-de-sac and they'll say, oh, please go back the way you came. And that is a cognitive test on the new driver's test for seniors. Mm -hmm. So be very aware of that multiple instructions and then go and retrace your steps and that is the cognitive portion mm -hmm. be very careful i have only one complaint with the new test it's too long and i have met with the seniors advocate in that in her capacity and she's looking into it it is an hour and a half they want to reserve for that test they want you there 15 minutes early and if i have to do a a warm-up drive with someone, you're looking into a two-and-a-half-hour ordeal or closer to three hours if people live far away from the testing station. Wow. And that is too long. Every other oh, test but is... Hold on. How long are they actually in the car doing the test? In the car, there are probably about 45 minutes of testing, but the first is the eye test and the sign test in the office. Yep. They go out to the car, 10 minutes of orientation to the lights and the horn and the wipers and the signals, the four-way flashers, those kinds of things a break and then a 20-minute drive in a residential area quiet area and then a debrief of that quiet area drive saying oh you didn't check your shoulder you didn't come to a complete stop let's see some improvement and then another 20 minutes on the road in the busy area and mm -hmm. then a 30-minute debrief that is the component of the test yeah. i maintain it's too long if you can test a 16 year old in 45 minutes tops you can probably do it to a senior oh goodness you know and i gotta say i i was just thinking i i am i, I am closer to six i'm closer to 80 now than i was to 16 <laughs> and i remember i was nervous at 16 with the with the with the test oh, and i can yes. only imagine what what a senior feels like right now they're terrified yeah i like i said that thank scares goodness me. the computerized bit has been dropped because yeah. that was really hard and we and we want to be an advocate for seniors so when when and a senior goes for a test, we try to explain to them, yeah, it's going to cost money, but I want to be there. I want to say to that examiner, my name is Steve Wallace, or I, my instructor, Mike, or, or Rick, or anyone will say, we have conferred with our client, and our client has given us permission for you to debrief at the end of the test. That means they must meet with me and debrief me at the end of the test. Mm. And we have to have, because of privacy concerns, the permission of whether it's a teenager or a senior. We want to be there as advocates. We want to make sure they get a fair shake. Yeah. Now, the examiners are pretty good. Uh, we don't have many real beefs with them, but the fact is there are mistakes that are made on tests. There was a couple made last week, and we had to inform the examiner that they had marked the sheet the wrong way. Uh, and so as such... And if you weren't there... If it, then weren't, the if it wasn't there, then, then there would be problems. So um, reversing a test is very, very difficult if you don't have an advocate. And yeah. so uh, we always say to seniors, 
if you can afford it, if you need it, fine. A lot of seniors will won't even phone anybody. They'll just go in and fail the test, and then they get a, a yellow piece of paper which says you have to drive with a with a spouse or with someone else. If that doesn't cause you a divorce, nothing will. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, <laughs> the yellow piece of paper. The, the yellow paper. piece of paper is your learner's license. They take you back to the oh, learner really? stage. Yes. So oh. if you're terrible, they just take your license away. If yeah, you, yeah. You're below the senior test. If you're good, they and you say, made some mistakes. You, you fine. You yeah. you get your license back. But here's the kicker. If you go for this test, you don't find out whether you passed or not for 10 days to two weeks. Oh. They will not tell you at source. Now, most of the time, if you look at the test, you see the result. You can kind of figure out at source whether you passed or not. Yeah. But they don't tell you yeah. officially for 10 days to two weeks, and we think that is improper. Yeah. But the superintendent will be comparing the road test with the physical and the cognitive. So there are three files on the person. The road test just happens to be one-third of the equation goodness so many things to consider and uh, I mean for for a senior who's facing this it's it's going to be difficult it's very difficult and uh, when that letter comes and I am in my 80s as I think I've said and, and getting that letter is uh, whoops <laughs> you just start to worry a little bit um, but I, I really recommend that people um, uh, start thinking about it get to their doctor, get their hearing and, and vision che uh, checked, get their medication checked because so many medications now that people are on do have an effect on the nervous system. And it's unfair to think that people's driving uh, is affected to the point of losing a license because of a, a medication that maybe could be reduced or changed. Um, those kinds of things are important. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that uh, people are aware of and, and one of the reasons they give up driving is, is the glare of the lights at night yeah. and with some of the new lights that are in the headlights they're, they're blinding yeah, you know, and I, uh, the glare is a significant problem and it relates back um, for us losing capacity in the pupil of our eye um, and we're not getting enough light so I, I have to bring up light. I will never forget there was a story where um, uh, on a property a, a realtor had to get his uh, clients who were who were buyers they were seniors he had to get them to go and have a look at the house at night because for whatever reason like mm -hmm. the, I think the owners weren't available in the daytime or something like that uh, and the realtor did not understand why the senior didn't want it couldn't it's just they don't want to drive at night because of this whole glare. That's right. Uh, and, eyes, and eyesight is, is harder at it's night. It's a major right? problem. And, and also, but the, the one thing counting for seniors in their, in their favor is they self-regulate. Yeah. They don't go for groceries at 4.30 on a Friday afternoon, a long weekend. Yeah. You don't see them out at certain times a day. They, they self-regulate. They're good at it. And they can retain their license because of it. Yeah, very good. Um, so, again, Anne, if people need to reach you, how can they do that? Yes, my phone number is 778 Two six five nine seven one five. My company is Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families, and the website is advisingseniors.ca. 
Great. And Steve, again, your contact information? It's uh, wallacedrivingschool.com or it's uh, stevedwallace at shaw.ca. And you are, the, for anyone who goes to um, uh, Royals games or to Harbor Cats games, <laughs> uh, it's the Steve Wallace Show in all of these areas. So uh, you, you can't miss this guy. We've uh, we've made a commitment a long time ago to support uh, youth in sports and to support organizations who do well in the community. And as I say, you go to a Harbor Cats game, yep. uh, the baseball game. As uh, we were the Tuesday, other night. Wednesday, yeah, I'll yeah. be right behind the plate. Yes. Uh, uh, giving the ref referee advice from time to time. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you for everything you do in the community, and you, Anne, as well, too. Thank you both for coming. Okay. Such a very uh, important topic to cover. Uh, thank you to the listeners for uh, tuning in this week. We'll be here for you this time next week.